The Eldritch Files. Hi, I'm State Senator Jamie Eldridge. Welcome to another edition of The Eldridge Files, my podcast. Uh, we've had a particular focus over the past couple months for criminal justice reform, particularly timely given what's going on uh, with our prison system right now. And I'm very honored to have Anthony Kataya on my pleasure. podcast. Thank you, Anthony. Very pleasure to be here. And we, uh, we met, uh, I think, through an introduction initially from Senator Brownsberger. Yes. Who, who mm -hmm. you had uh, interacted with. Yes. And um, you are um, a consultant for the City of Boston's uh, Office of Returning Citizens. Yes. Um, you are returning citizen and uh, college student at Suffolk University. I am. That's my, my claim to fame is <laughs> being a college student at, uh, at Suffolk University, which I really, really enjoy. It's That's been great. a tremendous experience, uh, and it's a great organization. Um, but I think this is an, a very, very significant effort on your part and uh, on the part of Senator Brownsberger Mm -hmm. and the legislature as well. Um, we've been working on a, a program mm. um, that is very important to returning citizens. Mm -hmm. And this is in Boston? This is yeah. in, in, well, in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, yeah. yes, okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. The main difficulty that individuals have when they're returning from incarceration, there are one is just simple acceptance. Um, the other is housing. And more importantly is uh, employment. Mm -hmm. um, there is a tremendous stigma associated with uh, people who are formerly incarcerated. And it enables, it, it really doesn't enable them, I should, to, to get positions that require licensing. Mm -hmm. That is one of the biggest hurdles that someone has to overcome. And I sort of learned that from our, our first conversations, which I, mm -hmm. I'd heard a, a little bit about because when I recently toured uh, the MCI Framingham Women's Prison, you know, it was pointed out during the tour, and, and the superintendent actually admitted it, is that, you know, that, that women were being trained um, to be, you know, hairstylists mm -hmm. to, to cut hair. Right. And then we're going out and getting denied because they had a criminal record. So what was the purpose of the program at the prison? It, it, it's just like an exercise. I mean, it's, uh, it's just going around in a circle and no, there's no end to or solution to the problem. So one of the things that I introduced to uh, the Office of Returning Citizens and in particular to Kevin Sibley, who is the director, mm -hmm. um, I introduced a, a program that has been used in New York and several other states. It's called a Certificate of Rehabilitation. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, one might you know, ask, well, what does that really mean? What does it do? The certificate is really, it almost treats a returning citizen as a, uh, as a different class. Uh, it enables that person to apply for positions that require licensing, and depending on the, their particular situation, whether they um, can be approved for a particular position, mm -hmm. depending on what their circumstances were, 
Um, it enables them to be able to, uh, to get a position, but more importantly, what, one of the things I noticed with a lot of the um, organizations, they have programs where they're able to give individuals um, some kind of a certificate showing that they, they've qualified for um, working in a restaurant or working mm -hmm. in, a, in, in another profession. But mm -hmm. they don't have anything that crosses over. Okay. There's nothing okay. that you can go from one position to another position. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is, is a big hurdle. That is really very difficult. Mm -hmm. The Certificate of Re Rehabilitation has no criteria like that. In other words, mm. a person who wanted to be a, ha a hairstylist, for instance, mm -hmm. and say they wanted to... Um, do something else that required some kind of a, of a mm -hmm. of license. They can then use that certificate to show um, evidence that they have gone through a program, gone through a mm -hmm. process that shows that they are now um, essentially qualified, not mm -hmm. only as a, in the position, position that they're taking. Right, the skills. The skills mm -hmm. that they're mm -hmm. taking, but also they're qualified in their rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And that really is very, very significant. And, and does that speak to their ability to, you know, show up on time at work, be, you know, be a good employee? Is that, is that what rehabilitation means, or, or how do you mean? Well, there are a number of components to rehabilitation. And one of the things that a lot of people don't realize, that when an individual is incarcerated for any length of time, um, they suffer significant mental issues, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like PTSD. Uh, as a matter of fact, in many instances, it is PTSD. Um, and as a result of that, one of the things that they really need and what's really needed is the ability for uh, some type of uh, mental treatment, some, something mm -hmm. to give people uh, the confidence that they've gone through a better process. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. In addition to that, the training is important education is significantly important mm -hmm. um, and not just education in a particular field which is important as well but education in a general sense mm -hmm. in other words where they should if they don't have a GED they should get a GED mm -hmm. if they have a GED they should then go um, to, to college if they can okay. get, go to college they can go to graduate school mm -hmm. if they can go to graduate school maybe they want to go to law school maybe mm -hmm. they want to do something else in other words, the process, the, the more important that a person becomes in their education process, mm. the better they feel about themselves. And there's statistical evidence to show that the higher the education of an individual, the less opportunity or the less chance of them recidivating back to mm -hmm. what they had done before. Which I think sort of speaks to the, the universal application for all of us is that, you know, if we, if we get more of an education, we have more opportunities, we're more likely to be, you know, prosperous and in many ways have a more satisfying life. You know, and one of the other things about the certificate, which mm -hmm. is important, is the fact that the certificate is a coveted p piece of paper, so to speak. It's mm -hmm. going to be issued by or should be issued by um, either the court or some other agency um, and that certificate enables that person to it, like I said to to take a position that they normally would not be able to take but in addition to that 
it's a coveted piece of paper. Mm -hmm. In other words, now they don't want to lose this. So my hope is the fact that when a person is initially incarcerated, they should be told that upon their release, mm -hmm. if they do certain things within their time that they're there, by the end of, the, of their time period, they could earn a certificate of rehabilitation, mm -hmm. which sure. will enable them when they're released to be able to get housing, to be able to get uh, mm -hmm. employment. Those are the things that are very important. You know, mm -hmm. there are 65 million people in this country that have some kind of criminal record or criminal yeah. background. That's 65 million, not 65,000, not 65, yeah. you know, 65, you know, it's 65 million people. Um, that's the, that's the population of France. Yeah, over a fifth of our population, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. so you have to wonder, what do these people do? What mm -hmm. happens to them, mm -hmm. you know? And that's really, you, you can't ignore them. You can't make yeah. believe they don't exist mm -hmm. um, because they do. Yeah. And I think that's really critical. They need to be brought into society and back into mm -hmm. society and show that they are valuable, mm -hmm. that they have worth. Mm -hmm. And that I think is very significant. And, and I know it's very painful and we've talked about it a little bit when we met in my office, but I'm just curious, what, was, what were your experiences in, in prison as far as programming and, and, and your adjustment afterwards? Well, I was in a federal prison camp, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes people think of those as being uh, essentially like a, a country club kind of an right, environment. The club med, uh, right, the exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is not the true at all. Right, right. Um, but the thing that disturbed me most was that I <coughs> excuse me mm -hmm. I desperately wanted to participate <coughs> mm -hmm. bless you, mm -hmm. um, participate in programs that mm -hmm. should be available and they even just the typing course mm -hmm. um, you know they typing had course yeah <laughs> just typing mm -hmm. uh, and I you know signed up for it and I went to the classes and then two months later they stopped it mm -hmm. for no particular reason Mm -hmm. They just stopped it. Um, there was really very, very little programming. It was more designed as a place, a warehouse, just to keep people. Mm -hmm. And most of the prisons are designed that way as warehouses. Mm -hmm. and, or in some instances, in many instances, as a replacement for a mental institution. Absolutely. Right, right now, our state prisons you know, are the, the biggest sort of ward or, or warehousing, if you will, for, for people with mental health challenges. Yeah. Yes, and, mm -hmm. and that, that, that can't be ignored. That, that is something that has to come in to the equation uh, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and we have now the um, Greater Boston Legal Services mm -hmm. is uh, reviewing and revising draft legisl legislation at this point, at this moment, uh, in order to submit it to uh, the House and, and hopefully the Senate as well, um, the State House and State Senate, uh, in order so that more and more people become aware of the value of something like this. Mm -hmm. You know, it was interesting. Um, when I first learned about this, now I'm the kind of person, I spend an enormous amount of time 
looking up things. Mm -hmm. I just love to look things up. Yeah. And I can, I can tell you really know your stuff. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I spend hours and hours and hours. Um, I tell people that's because I don't have a life. Um, but the thing is, is that when I find these things and I, I came across this one program, the Certificate of Rehabilitation, and I called uh, Senator Brownsberger. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, uh, Senator, um, I have to ask you a question. How is it that Massachusetts being as a progressive commonwealth mm -hmm. as it says it is, doesn't have a program like this? Mm -hmm. And his answer was, I don't know. Mm -hmm. He says, it sounds like something we should look at. And sure. that's how it started. That's yeah. exactly how it started. He was extremely helpful. Uh, Representative Utrino has also been, you know, just magnificent. Yeah. Matter of fact, he was one of my professors at, uh, oh, okay. at, Suffolk. at Suffolk. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Government law. Yeah. Now, and Senator Browns were just very, very thoughtful. Obviously, dug into the details of the criminal justice reform mm -hmm. package we passed two years ago. Um, but I will say, you know, especially recently, just really revealing, you know, how much more work there is to be done, especially in our in our prisons. Well, you know, the prisons are one aspect of it. Mm -hmm. um, the other is when the people are released. Yes. Now yes, what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that I you know, want to mention is, you know, this is the month of February is, uh, you know, Black History Month. And it's just incredible that people think that slavery was abolished. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It, part of it was and part of it wasn't. Yeah, the you got the movie, The 13th Amendment. The 13th Amendment, yep. right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the thing is, is that that particular segment of the 13th Amendment, mm -hmm. um, that really needs to be changed, needs to mm -hmm. be, you know, um, eliminated in some way. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's one aspect of it. And that's mm -hmm. what they used uh, in Reconstruction mm -hmm. when they used it in order to continue um, arresting and then convicting, mm -hmm. uh, you know, incarcerating, yep. incarcerating mm -hmm. you know, African Americans and, and showing that, well, now they have a criminal record, so now we can put them on, you know, chain gangs. We can put them on, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, what they call convict leasing programs, which they still yeah. do now. Absolutely. Those programs are still available to the prison system right at this moment just take of what happened in california with the mm -hmm. with the fires sure those fellows that you know did they, they risked their lives yeah and when they got out they wanted to become firemen they wanted they said no you can't mm -hmm. because you can't get you can't become an uh you know an emergency um person, you know, you couldn't get right, a, right. an first EMT, your first responder. And I, and I would add in, in Massachusetts, you know, we, we have a sheriff, Bristol County, Sheriff Thomas Hodgson, who had initially proposed shortly after Donald Trump was elected to send uh, prisoners from, from that county jail to, to the border, to the U.S.-Mexico border, to, to help build the wall. So so it's 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 alive here. And, and there's <laughs> I also... I know. I can't um, even comprehend that. I mean, it's... Michelle Alexander's The New Jim Crow uh, yes. book, which, which highlights mm -hmm. that the war on drugs was another way to imprison, especially black and, and Latino men. So, Well, I did a 
25-page paper on the uh, prison industrial complex and mass incarceration. Mm. And um, I've read Michelle Alexander's book, um, and it was uh, an eye-opener. But it was everything that you know mm -hmm. that I I've read, and and it's the kind of thing that people mm -hmm. need to understand is real, um, mm -hmm. and you know they need to 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 really come to the realization that they need to be part of the solution, mm -hmm. not part of the problem. The general public needs to be part of the solution so mm -hmm. that they can impress upon legislators and other people that, you know, people who are incarcerated are human beings. Mm -hmm. They are people. And, you know, sometimes people, they've done terrible things and sometimes they've done some things that weren't so terrible, but it still it, it enabled them to to wind up in prison. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the point I've been making, which is similar to what what you said, is that you know, look, uh, people who have you know broken the law, they're 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 doing their their time in in mm -hmm. prison, um, but you know, the vast majority of those individuals will be you know returning to their communities. So what are we doing around rehabilitation? What are we doing on you know allowing them to become more productive citizens once they're released from from prison? And you know I'm really mystified by the Department of Corrections continuing to have sort of a a, a, a pure punishment you know model and not mm -hmm. really looking to expand programs, not looking to perhaps you know more socialize uh, prisoners or just the interaction that often happens between correction officers and in prisoners. Um, one of the things that I, I kind of commented on with the Department of Corrections is that I think they're stuck in the 80s. Mm -hmm. I just think that they, they were tough in a time, on crime. Yeah, yeah, they were in a time warp and they're stuck in the 80s. And, you know, they need to realize that, you know, the, the bell bottoms are gone. Uh, <laughs> all, the, all that stuff is gone and, and disco is gone. So. <laughs> Uh, they need to get into the uh, 21st century and understand that uh, yeah. they need to be part of the solution. And, and the uh, public overwhelmingly supports them. And I know you mm -hmm. go to some of the Mass Inc. Uh, Criminal Justice Coalition meetings. Yes. You know, Mass mm -hmm. Inc. did extensive polling that, you know, across party lines, people supported criminal justice reform and, you know, treatment over incarceration. Um, and so, you know, the public, not just sort of progressives or, or, or liberal Democrats, but most of the public supports those things. And the, the example I gave uh, from this past week when I was at the Susan Baranowski prison is that the, the non-contact visits, literally uh, people, including myself, had to, to yell into a, a small metal grid to, to hear uh, the prisoner. And I said, when, when, did you, when did you take out the phones? And, and someone at the prison said, Oh, I, I don't think we ever installed them, and, and this prison's been there since 1997. So, I mean, that that's that's really the lack of of, of uh, thought going into into these facilities. The other thing is that um, you know now they there's talk of uh, building a new prison for women, was mm. 650 million dollars or something like that. 50 million, but yeah, 50 million. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I look at that and I say, mm -hmm. I think that money could be better spent. Yes. You know. I mean, there's no question about it. We, the last thing in the world that we need any place are new prisons, mm -hmm. and we certainly don't need private prisons. Absolutely. I mean, that's really despicable, in my opinion. I mean, mm -hmm. I just can't see um, the value 
in private prisons, other than the fact that they're created for the purpose of putting more people in prison, mm -hmm. because that's how they make their money. Sure. <laughs> you know, it, it, they, exactly. The more people they have put in prison, the more money that they make. And, exactly. Um, I don't think that's the way it should be done. And, and focusing on that $50 million and talking about, you know, reentry. So, you know, there's the certificate of rehabilitation you talked about. Mm -hmm. but where where should we, you know, the legislature, you know, we're just about to come up on another budget. Where should we be putting that money to really allow, you know, returning citizens to, to be more productive and, and have satisfying lives? Well, you know, one of the things that I did and I've done is I've, I've looked at all of a number of the different organizations and there, there's a, quite a number of organizations in Massachusetts um, that are you know sensitive to this issue and uh, want to help mm -hmm. the thing that I did not find is there's no cohesiveness mm. between the organizations mm -hmm. and what I mean by that there's no no crossover mm. in the, what they do from one from one organization to another. So if one organization is providing so-called rehabilitation in one aspect, in one area. Sure, these are nonprofits or? Nonprofits yes. in particular. Yep. Mm -hmm. And other, and, and another organization is providing rehabilitation in another area. Mm. Do they know what each other do? Do, do they sure. really know and do they coordinate that? That's where the certificate of real rehabilitation comes in, mm, because mm. all of these come under one heading. Mm -hmm. They come under one category, and that enables people to understand that now they're working cohesively as opposed to separately. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I mean, that's the way I think. Now, as far as the state is concerned, um, I think, you know, I read the bill, 188 pages. Um, and it kept me awake for a little bit. Now many people uh, have done that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said, if I'm going to talk about it, <clears throat> excuse me, if I'm going to talk about it, I, I need to know something about it. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've only been in the state of Massachusetts now for five years. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not from Massachusetts. <laughs> I'm, boy, I'm a New Yorker right. originally. Can detect uh, a slight accent. Yep. Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. Um, but the... The thing is that most people uh, don't understand that today they really need to um, to work together, and the legislature needs to understand that in the bill. And I, mm. when I read the bill, I, I, I'm looking for the sections that talked about or talk about rehabilitation. Mm. Yeah, and. Mm -hmm. Much to my not, surprise, not yep. I didn't find too many um, references to rehabilitation mm -hmm. or what happens when an individual's released from prison. You're right. You know, it, and that to me is what criminal justice reform mm -hmm. should be. Mm -hmm. It isn't just what happens while they're in prison, what happens when they get out of prison, because the mm -hmm. chances are most people get out of prison. At mm -hmm. some point in time, exactly, you know. go back to their community, right? Yep, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, now they have to deal with the stigma, and that's the other thing. You know, uh, once an individual is released, uh, their prison sentence isn't over; mm -hmm. it is not over. It's just taking a different form, right? You know, now right, they being on probation, 
et cetera. Yep. Well, mm -hmm. even after probation, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's another thing. I mean, try to go, you know, to get mm -hmm. a job. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I was actually driving for Uber and Lyft yeah. for a period of time and had no problems, never had an incident, never had anything. And I was deactivated yep. because yeah. they did their, their background check and it showed up that I, you know, that I had a, a criminal record for, for mail fraud. Yep. And I'm no, nothing to do with driving. And I'm trying car. to figure out, <laughs> well, why would that disqualify me? Um, mm -hmm. I also applied for a position at Amazon. Um, and see, that's one of the things I do is I go around to the, some of these different organizations or these different companies mm. to find out what are they really doing. Um, mm -hmm. And Amazon did the same thing. Okay. Everyone yep. thinks Amazon is terrific. I, you know, <laughs> they. We'll think about that. It, but a lot of problems with Amazon, just so you know, my view. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and uh, other organizations, you know, as well. So I think it's important that people know that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, the key to success, in my opinion, is uh, employment. Sure. Uh, and because once a person gets a job, mm -hmm. they have value. They now are. They feel important. They feel mm -hmm. like they belong. J just like all of us, exactly. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so, you know, your comment on the legislature, first of all, in the in the criminal justice form is is spot on. There wasn't a lot of rehabilitation, and it's interesting because you know one of the comments is during the debate was, you know, once we see prisons close and you and you have those fixed costs that are savings using that money for, for what's often referred to as justice uh, reinvestment, you know, reinvesting in not only reentry, mm -hmm. but, you know, quite honestly, the, the poor communities, often poor communities of color, where the war on drugs or over-policing, et cetera, has led to, you know, such a high rate of incarceration amongst, uh, you know, poor African-American and Latino men. Um, and so, you know, we haven't yet seen those savings. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I agree with you if we're going to see prisons close, we shouldn't be building new ones like the one proposed at Norfolk for women. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also about, you know, Governor Baker, who, who really has not been a fan of criminal justice reform, you know, connecting, you know, all of his agencies, all these nonprofits you talked about to really provide a conference of service to returning citizens. And that hasn't happened. Quite honestly, I suspect it'll take the next governor um, who, who will hopefully have a greater interest in, uh, in that than our current governor. Well, I think that's absolutely true. There's no question that um, that the legislature needs to really, you know, be the, the organization, the group that is really in the forefront of mm -hmm. of this, and to work with other uh, nonprofits as well. Mm -hmm. um, I was very surprised about the comments from the Massachusetts. Uh, um, union, the mm. corrections union, Correction officers, yep. uh, talking mm -hmm. about the fact that they felt that because of the nonprofits, <laughs> uh, and and I said, I, I don't understand that. I mean, you know, they should be embracing that. Why are they bl blaming them mm -hmm. for things that happened in the prisons? It was the individuals in the prison that ha that caused whatever happened there. Right. So, exactly. I'm. Uh, you know, I get very passionate about this stuff, and you know, no, I know. And, and I, I tell people that I'm not an advocate. 
I'm not an advocate, mm -hmm. okay? I'm an instigator. Mm -hmm. I'm an instigator. <laughs> My job is to go out and to do this, is yeah. to talk to people like yourself, people that will listen, people that have a, a vested interest in actually mm -hmm. um, doing good for other people. Absolutely. Well, just from our one conversation in my office, you know, just uh, over a month ago, you certainly instigated me. <laughs> I appreciate your, your advocacy. Um, I hope that college continues to go well, and I know I'll continue to see you at the State House. So, Anthony, yes. thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yep. It really was. Honor to have you, you on. Mm -hmm. And thanks for tuning in to another edition of the Eldridge Files on, uh, again, on the subject of criminal justice reform.